Jalen Brown drops a triple-double. Boston Celtics blow out the Knicks, and everything is fixed. Right? Not really. But we'll have some fun talking about the game right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team. Step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics. Who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O'B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ. Keep jumping on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Brandon James, how we started. Raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics, free, available Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. No one else is podcasting daily about the Boston Celtics. No one else is giving you this much Boston Celtics content Monday through Friday, free. Don't got to pay for it. It's here for you. Uh, every episode, on LockedOnCeltics.com. It's on YouTube. Check the show out on YouTube. John Corral is here. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book you can get everywhere. It's also on my website, JohnCorrales.com, for a personalized signed copy for 30 bucks. Boston Celtics blew the doors off the New York Knicks on, what was that, Saturday night? Uh, the, the uh, was it what, 99? <laughs> 99.75. I'll get it together. I'll figure it out. Uh, 99-75. Uh, close game in the first half. Third quarter, Celtics figured it out. Jalen Brown was dropping dimes. Celtics were actually hitting shots. And they pulled away. The New York Knicks had nothing, 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 nothing for the Celtics. You know, they're hurt. They're shorthanded. They had no Evan Fournier in this game. Uh, they looked a little gassed. Julius Randle certainly looked gassed. There were times there where I expected the Knicks to make a run. And they didn't. Yeah, I think they were they were certainly tired. So I'm not going to uh, come out here and gloat or celebrate or think anything is fixed or really anything is even all that different for the Celtics. Jalen Brown dropped uh, a very fine line of 22 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, and that's. I'm going to say that there are probably other games. I don't know if he would have gotten 11 assists, but there are probably other games this season where. He might have gotten a lot more assists and certainly plenty of games where he wouldn't have gotten zero assists if the, if the Celtics shots were actually falling. The Celtics hit 47.5% of their shots. They hit 12 of 29. That's 41.5% from three. Those are good numbers. They had 26 assists on 36 baskets, so they were mostly moving themselves and moving the ball and all of that. Like This was how they, they should have been playing the game. So I, I'm just going to start with this. The Celtics need wins. This is a good win. We'll take it. I don't care about the Knicks circumstances. I don't care about anything else. This is not the this is not the time to nitpick. When the Celtics get wins, you say thank you and you hope you hope that this is something to build on. It's like a house of cards right now for the Celtics and it keeps getting blown over. And then you have to take those two cards and put them that little you got to make that little TP thing little triangle, and then start building again. And this is putting those two cards back together. So Jalen was really, really good. And afterwards, Jalen got to joke around a little bit with the media. And he got to laugh a little bit with the media, which honestly, you know, just for, just for Jalen's sake, it was good to see. 
like more than anything, and and I certainly have never been there at this level. There's so much pressure at the NBA level, but I think everybody can relate to when things aren't going your way. When you finally get a win, there's like a, oh man, that big exhale. You're like, oh, thank God. Thank God I got that win. Like, you just want to say, I'm just going to have some ice cream and sit back and enjoy this and and not worry about whatever went into it. You just, you needed that W, whether it's in life, whether it's on the court. I think a little bit of both for Jalen. It was, it was good to see. And to echo Scal's comments during the game, I don't see why they can't keep playing like this. I, and, and every time something good like this happens, you hope like, okay, maybe this is the beginning of something. Maybe there's a little recognition here. Jalen, 15 shots. Jason, 14 shots. And okay, so Jason had 19 points. Not a big deal. Jalen had 22 I'm sure both of them would like to have like 26 and 27, but in a game like this, and, and granted there was also like a, you know, some garbage time there where look, Tatum played 30 minutes, Jalen played 35, but hell he'd been playing 38 and 39 and 40. So that even, even that represents a, a little bit of a down uh, tick in his, in his minutes. But I, I think that this is at the very least, the potential for a lesson learned. Everything's a potential for a lesson learned. Move yourselves, move the ball. Jalen cut. There was one play where Jalen cut. Smart had the ball at the top of the key. Jalen cut. Boom, he gets the ball. They collapse on him. He hands it off to, to uh, Robert Williams. Williams finishes it. That's an assist. That's a great play. The ball movement was great. The, the drives from the corner... The up fake on a on a corner three pointer, the attack of the closeout, get it in, get it at the rim. That is super super important. I had a whole big thing on Twitter because Marcus Smart didn't do that once, and I said you need to drive that. And I had a whole big blow up on Twitter about it, which which really pissed me off. Really pissed me off, and it pissed me off because people are attacking my basketball intelligence. Like I didn't like I didn't buy those jerseys on the back of the wall here. I earned those jerseys on the back of the wall. And when the Celtics were playing, they had a stretch there in the second quarter where they had that play from Jalen. I think the next play was the uh, Horford corner three, fake drive, dump it off to Jalen for a a layup. That was the best possession we've seen in weeks. And then the next play was two passes, Marcus Smart, corner three-pointer. And I said, okay, it's an open corner three-pointer. Fine. 13 seconds on the shot clock. Drive that. Drive that. The way the Knicks were playing defense, first of all, you had two great possessions where you pull the Knicks out of position. They're reeling. You're on a roll. Pull them out of position. Drive that ball. Dump it off. Even if the defense is coming down, Jalen's on the other side. If he, had, if he saw smart driving baseline, he would have dropped down, and you could have gotten a corner three from him. So you're giving up one corner three, knowing that there's going to be another corner three on the other side. The potential for a dump off. The Celtics were up by four at that point. They they missed that three. I think maybe they were up six. Whatever. That was part of a close game here. The Celtics were actually pretty good at giving up good shots for great shots. The smart corner three was a good shot. Was it a great shot? No, they probably could have gotten a great shot. But those types of plays were happening all night long. 
And I think that's important for the Celtics to have on film, this is a good shot, yes. But if you give it up, understanding, score, situation, personnel on the floor, how the other team is playing defense, give up that good shot, work it, maybe you can get a great shot. And if everybody does what they're supposed to do, you can still get that good shot in the next 10 seconds. That good shot will be there, but the great shot is going to present itself. The drive and dish for a dunk or a layup or an and one, those are great shots. The Celtics can play like that more often. I know it was against the Knicks, and there's certainly some level of thank you, Knicks, for being run down and beaten up and shorthanded and all of that stuff. But the Celtics can play like this. Jalen Brown is not going to get 11 assists every night, but I thought he was good um, just, just being calm and working the ball around. Like he, he, There was a calmness to his game, I thought. I thought he was very just relaxed and just let the game come to him. And I think he's learning how to just slow it down. We always talk about the game slowing down for guys. When it came to Jalen, and when you ask him, same thing with Tatum. I think I've said this before about Tatum. When you ask them to do something else, now you're thinking again. You're, you're asking them to go from just pure scorers to read the defense, read the, um, the you know, draw people, understand where your personnel is, and set, set your teammates up, all of that stuff. They're being asked to do that, and, and the thinking speeds them up a little bit. And that's hard. It's hard because they're in a very comfortable place with their games. Things are going to slow down for them in, in that respect, and things are going to get better. Now, after the game, there was a whole thing with Kendrick Perkins, which I thought was silly. I'll get into that, plus all the other guys, because Marcus Smart, I thought, played great. Uh, Robert Williams, I thought, played great. There were, there were other guys... No Marcus and Dennis Schroeder together in this game at all, which was, hello, celebration time. Uh, I'm going to talk about all of that next. First, uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is going to uh, really help you keep that New Year's resolution of trying to... uh, lose some weight, eat better. And the best way to do that is take the built Bars. Either you're going to bring the built Bar to the gym or replace those candy bars, those snacks that you have in your drawers with a built Bar. Uh, because instead of a candy bar that's 200 and some odd calories and who knows how much sugar in there, you're going to get a built Bar that's going to be somewhere around 130, 170 calories in that range. It's only four net grams of sugar, four net carbs. Uh, 17 grams of protein, that's going to be much better for you than the, the candy bars and what all the all the other snacks that you like to hide here and there. You know, the ones that are, we all know it's there. We all know those are in the drawers. You think you're being slick, but we all know they're there. Replace those with the built Bars. It's going to be great. You're going to love them. Covered 100% chocolate, trust me. You're going you're gonna to say these are, these are good for a snack. It's going to satisfy your craving. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. Use it every time. Every single time, it's going to work. LOCKED15, so don't feel like you got to stock up and get 50 things to just take advantage of the promo code. Get whatever you want, as little as you want, because I know you're going to go back. Use it. LOCKED15 every time to get 15% off at built.com.
Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Hey there, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On now your second listen? That's a nice recap show. It's going to get you caught up on the entire night in the NBA. The big story in uh, the NBA on Sunday is the return of Klay Thompson. So when you listen to Locked On now, you'll get... Locked on Warriors and locked on Cavs reaction to that game, how it impacted the game. So check it out. It's it's gonna you're gonna get that for the entire night in the NBA. Wherever you get your podcast, it's on the Locked On NBA feed on YouTube. Uh, Celtics. I, I think this game turned around. My big turnaround was the beginning of the third quarter. Right away, Marcus Smart rips rips the ball from R.J. Barrett. Goes down the left side, tries to lay it in, misses, falls down, gets up, steals the ball again as Mitchell Robinson is trying to outlet the rebound, and then ultimately Jason Tatum hits a three-pointer. That was awesome. That sets the tone. The Celtics had been the Celtics had been a good third quarter team. The the story of the season prior to the last few weeks was Slow start, come back in the second, come back in the third, and then in the fourth quarter, it all goes downhill. Then, all of a sudden, for some reason, they've had crappy third quarters. My entire, and you've probably, if you listen to the show or watch the show, you've probably heard me say, I, one of the things that gave me hope that they're listening to Ime Odoka was they always came out and had good third quarters. Then, all of a sudden, recently, the third quarters have been bad. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So Smart comes out and sets the tone right away. And it's like, okay, we're not messing around on this one. And I thought Smart was, was generally pretty good in this, mostly because he didn't play with Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder and Smart did not overlap, which is really good. And now Ime said after the game, like, nah, we're going to overlap. Some of this was because we didn't have to. Uh, because of the score and all of that stuff, which is fine. Marcus only played 25 minutes. Schroeder only played 21 and a half. So that does lend itself to what he was saying, right? That you didn't you didn't have that overlap because you didn't need that overlap. You didn't need to play those guys uh, a lot. But I thought that, I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't buy it. I, I think the day after... The it's very obvious that Smart and Schroeder together, it's obvious that they don't work. It's obvious. It's obvious that Dennis Schroeder doesn't work with any of these lineups necessarily. I, I just don't think that he fits at all. And it's getting worse with Schroeder. So there are there are situations here, here and there, where like, yes, he's gonna drive against second units, he's gonna drive and he's gonna get his points, and you can use him in place of. If you want to sit Tatum and Brown and have him as your main guy out there, all right, fine. I can buy that. I can buy that. Him with Horford and you know Grant and Josh, and you get a little defense, you get a little shooting, uh, your two best shooters from the season, uh, the two most overachieving shooters anyway, and then you let Shooter operate in there. Okay, I can, I can see that. But otherwise, I've been very clear that he's, he's just not it's, – it's, it doesn't work. And so this has to be, yeah, you know, you didn't have to play them that those minutes, but also to me, it's 
Well, if you didn't, if you have the opportunity, like when the opportunity presents itself where you actually had the choice, your choice was to not. That, that's how I look at it. Ime had the choice. They only played, like I said, 20 some odd minutes a piece. He had the choice to play them together and given the choice, considering the circumstances, okay, I can play them together or I cannot play them together. He chose to not play them together, right? So it's not like, oh, well, you know, I tried Romeo and Romeo was terrible and I tried Neesmith and Neesmith was terrible and I feel like we've got to play these seven guys and that means we're going to play a lot of Schroeder and Smart together because I got no choice. When you have the choice, it seems clear. You had the choice and you didn't play them together. To me, that's a little bit, a tiny bit of an admission that this is not working. So that was good. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Josh Richardson, who scored uh, seven points in that, that second quarter. He and Robert Williams combined for, I think it was 13 of the 23 points in the second quarter. Second quarter was a, it, it's lost now. That second quarter was, was critical in that that became the bar fight. The refs were allowing everything. I mean, seriously, everything. We were, we were two plays away from a table ladders and chairs match in, in the garden. Like that was, that was like this close. And Richardson operates in that kind of chaos pretty well because he can hit those mid range shots and, and he, he, I thought did a great job. The Celtics took advantage of that nineties level Celtics Knicks crap fest basketball. And I thought he, he was, he was as critical to this win early on as anybody because of his ability to score and turn what was a slow first quarter. The Celtics trailed after the first quarter to take a slow first quarter and turn that into a halftime lead, regardless of how the end of the, the half went, um, where I thought, okay, here they go. The Celtics are going to blow this and they're going to give up that third quarter stretch um, where the Celtics actually didn't do that. I thought part of it was Josh and, and his ability to score. Rob was, was really good. Rob's been great defensively, four more blocks. He had 11 in the series. I'll leave it at that as far as the game goes. Um, after the game, Perk and Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum got into it. I'll talk about that next. Also, Aaron Neesmith gets to the G League. They finally, they finally do what I say and get uh, Aaron Neesmith to the G League. Whoo! That's coming up next. First, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot. For all the best sports wagering action for 2022, new year, new updated desktop and mobile site. Sign up today and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On Bets your second listen? Just talk to you about Bet Online. 
Listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Get some good advice for where to put your money down. Uh, a little bit of guidance doesn't hurt, and they'll give it to you on Locked On Bets. So get that wherever you get your podcast. Some crazy BS after the game. Kendrick Perkins. Ken, look, I love Perk, but, you know, he's an instigator. He's, he's a media instigator, and he's doing his job by, you know, the, the best thing that for him is Jason Tatum quote-tweeting him and, like, trying to say whatever. He said something about Jalen finally, you know, Jalen did his thing, but Jason Tatum only shot six of, you know, what was it, six of uh, 14, uh, whatever it was. And uh, Tatum was like, hey, normalize lifting somebody up without putting somebody else down. That's the best thing that could have happened to Perk because then he gets to respond to Jason. Then he goes on NBC Sports Boston and has to, you know, explain, you know, talk about more of it. Like that's, that's exactly what he wants. Uh, but the whole, the whole thing is more of this blow up Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown can't play together. It's like, it's like the past few years didn't happen. Like all of a sudden things, things are, are, are that different. Like these guys have played together their whole careers, basically. Uh, I, I just don't see where this whole thing is, is, is coming from. I think it's the laziest, honestly, it's the laziest analysis that anybody can bring. Like, whoa, well, this, they're not even looking at it. You're not even, if, if anybody's out there saying, blow this up, you're not even really looking at what's going on. You're just saying it to be provocative. And that's why, you know, I, I, I hate talking about it, but people keep bringing it up. It keeps coming up. And the, the reality is that you, you, the whole league is looking for guys like Tatum and Brown. You don't blow that up and trade those guys. Not, not now, not in the middle of all of this. That's an absolute panic move. That's an absolute panic move. It's the last thing that a, a GM should be doing. The whole point of having Tatum and Brown together is to figure out what pieces you need to put around them. And the pieces that they have around them right now aren't that great. And you know what? They were never that great. They were never going to be that great. This season was not supposed to be about like putting the right pieces about them. This season was you take a swing on Josh Richardson, you take a swing on Juancho Hernan Gomez, you you take that cheap contract on on Schroeder and see if you can turn around and flip it. And then you go from there. Now, the the downside, the unintended consequence of it was if Schroeder pushes Smart out of his his normal spot, and that's been problematic. This has cost Peyton Pritchard opportunities. That is not something that we really uh, I wanted. I anticipated it prior to the season, but it's not something that, that I think has gone the way uh, they had hoped it would. It's really hurt Neesmith and, and his, his development. But what you do get out of it is Richardson, Richardson seems useful one way or the other. He's built up his value. When you talk about players, you're trading players at their peak, like someone, someone made a comment on Boston Sports Journal after after Jalen Brown had the triple double, people were like, uh, the comment was like, "Oh well, now now his value's up. Like a triple double is not going to like raise the value. Like that's not how value in the NBA works. Raising your value to increase your trade, your your worth on the trade market is what Josh Richardson has done because Richardson came from Dallas, a bad situation, and Philly, a bad situation. And now he's shooting forty percent from three and looking like Miami Richardson." And all of a sudden it's like, oh, when you let him do certain things, there's like a blueprint there now. 
And if teams feel like, well, we can give him that, then maybe he has some trade value. That's what increasing somebody's value is. Game to game, oh, Jason. It's not like some team was like, I don't know about Jalen Brown. A triple, double, well, now here's five, five first-round picks. Like, that's not how this works. Keep these guys together. Filter out all the noise, the, the crap of, of what everybody else is saying. Just, just take it for what it is. These guys are going to be fine. Tatum and Brown are going to be fine. The process is going along. It's, it's taking a while. It's taking longer than people want. But this process, I hate using the word process, but it's the only word that works, is, is just finding the guys that fit around them. Find the right fit around them. Everybody's going to play better. Last thing I want to mention, Aaron Neesmith playing in Maine. Uh, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, but 5 turnovers and 4 fouls. I've been begging, 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 begging for, for Neesmith to get to the G League. Uh, and, and to be fair, I think this really was the first opportunity for Boston to do this. They were off on Sunday. Maine played a home game on Sunday. So this is a great opportunity to assign him to Maine, have him in, on a, a practice day, probably go into the facility, watch some film, do your whatever pregame shooting, take the two-hour drive to Portland, play 35 minutes in a game, and then drive home after that and go to get ready for a game tomorrow against the, the Pacers. This is perfect for him. And then I, I got to look at the, the schedule there. Maybe you can assign him again. If he doesn't get time against the Pacers, then you assign him back to, to Maine and you, you let him get some more run that way. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm glad they finally got that opportunity. This is a good chance for him to get out there and get, get some shots, see some shots fall. Now, it wasn't exactly great. It, you know, he had 21 points. He hit a couple of three-pointers. He missed, a, he missed a few. He was better on the two-pointers. But look, attacking a closeout, taking the mid-range shot, uh, having you know, five assists is good. So getting that aspect of his game going a little bit, reading it. The five turnovers were not good. Some of them were bad. He had a few defensive mistakes. Uh, that was bad. The four fouls were a product of some of those defensive mistakes. So Still, obviously, work to be done. I'm not, I was never expecting one G League game to snap things into place for Aaron Neesmith, but this is exactly what he needed. I'm glad that he got it, and this is exactly how you use the G League. You take a, a young guy who we can argue about whether he should have been playing more or not up till now, fine. But you take a young guy like this who hasn't been getting the minutes, has, is obviously like out of sorts, you send them to Maine for a game or two, uh, even if you, have to, if you have to do the assign, recall, assign, recall thing back and forth a couple of times, that's fine. Uh, and then from there, you, you hope that he can, you, okay, I see some shots fall. I feel a little more comfortable. You get in there in an NBA game, you feel a little bit more comfortable. Some shots fall for the Boston Celtics. And then maybe, maybe his 15 minutes a game for the Celtics can be productive and shots can start to fall and he can look like he's out there playing actual NBA basketball and not just flying all over the place with like a chicken with his head cut off and, and, and not exactly being entirely productive. So decent stint in game one. We'll see what they do 
moving forward. But I thought, good move, solid move. Thank you for actually doing that thing that I've been saying that you should do. Makes me feel good. All right, that's it. Celtics play the Pacers at TD Garden on Monday night. So I'll be here after that game. Check it out. Subscribe so you can get the post-game podcast as soon as it drops. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, the show tends to drop on YouTube first now, so check that out if you want to get it right away. And then if you are a subscriber, share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.